Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Ask me, ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter or leave Okay, so for anybody listening to this a week from now, two weeks from now, we're doing an Ask Eliza Anything live on Insta. It's the battle of the social media. Who's better, TikTok Gen Z or millennials and our parents on Insta, also some young people. But folks, I got Emily here and we're recording it. It's time for another episode of Ask Eliza Anything live and nude because I can only see Emily's face, so who knows what she's wearing? I I know, this is very close up. Mm-hmm. And I look very sweaty because I was very panicked about my tech. Oh, really? I was sweaty because I was working out. So I'm just we live very different lives. Shaming another woman. I was trying to find a fifth pair of headphones and you were like, you were exercising. Doing like the saddest Pilates workout from memory because I slept through my workout. My trainer came to the house and I had my phone off because I was like, Oh, it's Labor Day. You know what? Let yourself sleep. And I fucked up. I missed my first workout in seven months. I fucked up. Anyways, that's not interesting. Did they not knock on the door? We have a sign that says don't ring because of the baby. And so she like texts. Mm. Anyways, I'm like having like an English muffin. I'm like, what a morning. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. So I did the saddest one from memory. And here we go. You guys have questions. We have answers. Also, oh, somebody wants to know what Labor Day is. It's a day in the States where we take a day off, but also like still work. (laughs) Like we're doing this podcast right now. So here we go. Kick it. Kick it. Hello, AIA team, longtime listener, first time caller, but I have a situation that I would love your opinion on. I have a friend, female, 31, who is beginning to pursue a sperm donor to conceive a child. She married young right after high school and went through a divorce a couple years ago. It was a good thing. He was trash. She has been, quote, exploring her sexual freedom ever since the separation and has made many unsafe or immature encounters with men and continues to do so, meeting with strangers in sketchy places, putting herself at risk, talking to men about kinky things before even meeting them, and in my opinion, going overboard on the casual sex because she then ends up with her feelings hurt. Overall, just approaching the dating in a very unhealthy way. While she is making these extremely immature decisions in her dating and sex life, she also is wanting to have a child on her own. She will flip-flop from I'm independent and want to have a child of my own to I need a man with a truck and a job so I can be a stay-at-home mom to how can I ever afford to buy a home or anything relatively expensive like a new couch. She does not have a career with a flexible schedule. She lives in a different state from family, but has said she would move home so they can help out. She made comments about taking maternity leave from work and staying with them, going back to work, moving back to her hometown. She has always wanted to be a mother, and her and her ex-husband struggled with infertility while they are trying. To me, she is only thinking of how cute, rewarding, fun, amazing having a child is and glossing over the rest. What happens when the baby is sick? What happens when your parents pass away? How can I be a supportive friend to her when I think she is delirious, irresponsible, selfish, not considering the life of the child? Somebody in the comments just said, is it rude if I ask for her number? Your (laughs) friend is going through something and should not involve a child. Normally, I'm like, you know, explore your options, see what's what. You're going through your own personal sexual revolution. She's trying to figure out where she fits and how she feels about sex. But because society tells women... And also, I'm sorry, and actually it's not on society because she's 30 or 31 and she had trouble before. By the way, it could have been the guy. I don't know what her diagnosis is. She's super immature. She's all over the place. It's not that people like that can't have kids or shouldn't. It's not about that as much as like she needs to figure out what she wants. And she's trying to do it all at once because she felt so denied before. And you have to tell her that. 
And you have to be like, why don't we go to a doctor and see your options first? But she should also talk to some single moms just to hear how, because nobody, actually, I was going to say to hear how hard it is, but nobody believes it. Everyone's like, that's just them. I'll be fine. Mm. And have that conversation with her directly as somebody saying, yeah, straight up say, because being a good friend is saying like, dude, you are all over the place. You need to get right with yourself first and live a little before you bring a child into this because people are not going to help you. No, I think you need to not focus on the part where you think she's having risky sex and focus on the part where yeah, can she that. afford a child? Like none of that. Don't bring that up don't when bring you that talk up. to her. That has no bearing on this. Yeah, you can have risky sex. You can do whatever. And eventually you'll realize, oh, that's maybe not the path to a committed relationship. But this is about her exploring her sexuality because she felt so denied before. You literally cannot drink a glass of water around a child unless you want it everywhere. Like it is almost impossible to function with one hand and have a job and like teach your kid what the word hot means without coffee going all over their playpen, even though you're trying to have a nice morning. John Viev 13, 314 says, maybe look into freezing your eggs instead of a sperm donor. I think she I is- I that was Genevieve. Genevieve. I think she's trying to do everything all at once, which is what girls do. And it's just like a buckshot versus like a precise approach. So that's what you got to do. But don't sex shame her. Always want her to be safe but it sounds like she's not allowing herself to be treated right either. She needs to see a therapist. Like maybe at BetterHelp. What? They're a bonger. I know, they're our friends. Okay. Hello. So I am doing a dumb thing and listening to your newest episodes first and going back until I catch up. You are currently talking about building the pergola in your backyard. Is that how all Americans pronounce it? I am from Australia. Saw your show in Melbourne. Melbourne. Whoa. Wow. Melbourne. Where you were Melbourne. Raging, Melbourne. Where you're raging on our bin chickens and the fact we call them that and we pronounce it pergola. Loved your show. Traveled 4,000 kilometers from Denmark in West Australia to see it. Had a wonderful time. Congrats on all the life events. I love listening to you and Emily. Emily, I hope you still have your robo vacuum and he's still messing your floors up. I didn't. Uh, only you would have a vendetta against something that cleans, that only lives to clean. We're in a fight, but I kept him. He's tied up. I made him a bed. And sometimes we we have snacks together. And by snacks, I mean he cleans. Uh, first of all, I don't know if, if that's how we say it. I only know it from my mother-in-law saying pergola. You're saying pergola? You're probably right. Who fucking knows? I guess they're both right. Right? Like it's Melbourne here because we say the R, Melbourne there. Pergola. Yeah. Garage. I just thought... This question was a good indication to anyone just joining this Instagram Live who has never listened to an episode. The deep uh, lore within, you know, word pronunciations, a mean robot vacuum. There's a lot of backstory to this show that you have to go get involved with. You have to go to the prequel <laughs> episode of this to figure it out. Pergo- well, first of all- No, it'll be like three episodes ago. Can we agree it's a dumb sounding word in general and it's a weird word to get into an argument over? I'm trying to figure out how we're going to do the pergola for your birthday. And it also sounds Yiddish, like pergola, come in, have a snack, sit with the garbage robot. Pergola. All right. <laughs> Anyways. Eliza, I have a friendship question, specifically about dealing with a cranky one on vacation. Context. I'm a mm. teacher at a school in a foreign city. And since COVID, my social circle has primarily been work friends, since we all have the same school vacations, we've traveled together a lot and it's become kind of assumed that this will continue. The problem is that one girl in the group has a tendency to become a total nightmare on trips. Oh. She doesn't want to walk around anywhere, which in and of itself is quite problematic when visiting a new city. She'll become cranky and irate in these situations, but won't take any initiative to plan activities and won't do anything alone. This has resulted in a pattern where she goes along with what the rest of us are doing, gets pissed. We tell her genuinely that this is everyone's vacation and she should do what she wants. She refuses and continues with the bad attitude. It's like she expects us to find something to make her happy. The others in the group have told me that they're sick of this, don't want to deal with that anymore. I'm over it as well, but I'm also the one in the group closest to her and I'd feel awful purposefully excluding her. We've all made frank comments to her about her behavior, but it hasn't changed anything. The school year is starting again and everyone is starting to plan our fall vacation. Help, what do I do? Much love and thanks. Do you love another Emily? Short arms, but no baby arms. Okay, everyone's like break up with her. Just don't invite her. You guys are a group of teachers and you take trips together. Did I mishear that? Mm-hmm. I- it, that seems like that's what they do. 
that they're okay. teachers. What is the big deal if you go to her and you're like, hey, I wanted to talk to you privately. Like you're not responsible for her. And it, it is shitty if she's the only one not invited. That's going to be really mean. You're going to feel really bad about that. Someone's right. Someone's saying, teach her. And you just say to her, don't do it as a group because that's going to feel like you're ganging up on her. And just be like, hey, we're planning a trip to the local park or wherever you're going to the Renaissance Fair. I've noticed it seems like you don't have fun. I want to make sure, like, if you're doing this, like, we're all having a good time. Like, is there something that you want to plan? Like, kind of gauge it and be like, and give her the option being like, hey, we're doing, we want to do all these things. And I think it's, I think it bothers, you should just say, be like, it kind of bums people out if you're upset because we want you to have a good time. But we just, you know, like she might be going through something. Just give it to her straight. I feel like people need to be more honest. Be like, you seem really miserable because she might think she's having the best time and like think it's cute. Also, you are not her keeper. So once you've given her this option of being like, hey, and don't make it like you're ganging up on her. Why don't you have fun? Once you go, if she's in a bad mood, you can turn to her and be like, well, we really want to hike. So let us know if you want to go. And just like, you know, aren't you used to doing that as a teacher? Like, well, we're all having snack time. So you want to pick your butt, you can sit in the corner. But like, you're not responsible for her. And someone says, don't feel bad about excluding her when she doesn't feel bad about making a big old stink. It's true. This always comes back to being just as uncomfortable making someone uncomfortable as they make you uncomfortable. So give her the truth. Be like, we want you to have fun. And then when you get there, be like, okay, well, we're going shark swimming. So if you want to stay here in watercolor, that's fine. We'll see you at dinner. Yeah, I wonder if they're saying, she's saying that they've all been frank with her, but have you been like, look, you're not coming next time if you keep up the attitude. This is like a probationary period. And if you make a ruckus no. without actually suggesting anything, you, no. You got it. Like, because you don't want it to feel like an ultimatum. She's also paying. Also, like, she could have diarrhea. And, like, it's really hard <laughs> for her to move around. Like, you don't know what kind of rhea she's working with. But just be, just be like, dude, I just want to say, like, it seems like you don't have fun. So is there something that you want to plan? Like, we're all trying to plan stuff. And if she's like, no, I'm just going to go, then, God, that sucks. Then be like, okay, well, here's the itinerary. See you then. And you can also just feel free to walk away from her. She maybe doesn't want to go. Maybe she feels like you guys need her to go because she's the cool one. Uh, Not how I would feel. <laughs> I'd be like, obviously, I make this trip cooler and celebrity packed. But this is awful. She also sounds really young. Because, like, on a group trip, like, you should be okay to, like, go for a walk in the market by yourself and buy something weird and get ripped off and then get Montezuma's revenge alone. Hashtag. Mm -hmm. Maybe me. Don't eat the ice. Kick it. <laughs> why, do, why do I think you're going to Mexico? I don't know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. 
Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot Eliza. I would love a little bit of advice before my very first stand-up set. I've signed up for a local stand-up comedy competition as a complete newbie, and I'm performing at the end of September. I've been working on some jokes and stories and have wanted to do this for years, and here's my chance. I've written a small set that's just under five minutes. That's the max. I normally hate any form of public speaking, but weirdly, I think this will feel different. I'm very aware that I might crash and burn, but I'm willing to take the risk and try it at least once. I also couldn't help but notice I'm one of very, very few women in this competition. That's probably to be expected. Any little bit of advice would be appreciated. Emily, take it away. <sighs> take it away. You've I seen- mean, if I go based on you, it's practice, practice, practice. You've seen- Do your little five minutes you've- every night up until your competition. You've seen enough bad stand-up. Give her the... Give her the... Give her I the mean... <sighs> I've seen so much, but I don't like 90% of stand-up now after seeing so much of it, not yours, other people's, and just being like, oh, everybody says the same things. Nobody's funny. It's all bad. It's all the same, like, five tropes. I feel like storytelling I I like better. I was kidding. (laughs) Look, it doesn't matter. It's your first time. You were like a local stand-up. Yeah, we know you didn't sign up for America's Got Talent. It's your first time. The aud- Bring all your friends. The audience is going to be very forgiving. Your friends are going to be there for you. Put no pressure on yourself because you're doing this, whether to dip your toe in stand-up or just like get over the heebie-jeebies of speaking or whatever. Just get up there and always remind yourself you're up there to say what makes you unique. So uh, for your first jokes, like, do you have immigrant parents? Do you have a flipper? Are you from another country? Did something weird happen to you? Like, what makes you different? And then just talk about it. The the stakes have never been lower. And more, the most important thing is that you're having fun. Because if you're not having fun, the audience isn't having fun. That's it. And by the way, people are like, make sure material is funny and relatable. No, you can't make sure of that. It's your first time. How would you make sure of that? And relatability is so subjective. And a lot of times people laugh at stuff that isn't relatable because it's so weird that you grew up in a circus. So- be bold. Remember that the comedy gods reward vulnerability. And your first time in, what's important is that you have just enough of a serotonin kick that your brain craves it the next day and it becomes a crippling lifelong addiction. Kick it! Yeah. <laughs> My good friend had her first baby last year and the baby's first birthday is coming up. No! We had a very brief discussion about the upcoming birthday in the middle of July to the point that I knew she was going to have a party. Probably. We did not discuss it again. A few days ago, she told me the date of the party would be the 15th of October. I let her know I would be unable to make it because I'm attending your day, your show the day before, Friday the 14th also, in Las Vegas. Also, you don't want to go. You don't want to go. That sounds awful. Okay. She is very hurt by this, and she thought that we would keep the baby's birthday in mind. I did not forget the birthday, and I've already bought the present. I bought my tickets in March. I'm a dedicated pod listener. I've wanted yes. to come see you for years. Yes. She pointed out that our other friends were unavailable the weekend before, so she picked this particular weekend. I was never asked if I had any plans or was available, but she says she wishes I would have told her during our previous discussion in July because she really wants me to be there. 
I could have brought it up then, but I thought we'd have a deeper discussion about the birthday before the date was chosen since I threw her baby shower and assumed I'd be involved in this as well. I'm upset that my time was not taken into consideration. I'm being made to feel guilty because I already have plans. No. As added context, I am single and childless. Yeah. So I know it was assumed that I was free. I could possibly make it back to the party in time the day after the show, but I'd be rushing home and I'm not sure what time the party starts. What would you do in this situation? P.S. The Nectarine sketch is one of my top five favorite sketches of all time. It's a great sketch. Thank you so much. Also, if you're single and childless, I would assume you're not free. I would be like, oh, you're having sex in a fun house somewhere drinking espresso teenies. I would definitely assume you're not free. This is a classic case of miscommunication. You living your life, her living hers and thinking not in a malicious way that like her choices and her baby matter the most. Okay. Of course the baby won't remember someone is saying, but it's not about that. She wants the support. However, miscommunication, you both have your own lives. That is what happened. You bought the gift. You don't want to be rushing back the next day. Now, don't even offer it because she's like, great, I'll make it because there are friends like that, that like malicious compliance of like, great, I'll make the party at 5 p.m. See you then. You're like, ugh, now I'm hungover with sand in my crotch. I got to run back. So you just say, I made these plans. We never talked about it. Don't even say you're sorry because it's just a miscommunication. You're bringing the gift. Be like, I'd love to come over the next day and kind of celebrate, but you sent the gift and that's it. And that's it. You don't feel bad. This She's making me feel bad. No, she should feel bad that she didn't like run it by you. And she probably, if you lay it all out, is like, oh shit, I should have said something. But don't worry about it. You- I don't know why she cares so much if you come or not. Because it's <laughs> fucking boring. That's why. Because the only reason you have it is for your friends to be there. And you're not family. And you are a friend. And you threw all those other things. And that's- I hate to say it, but sometimes like parents get in that like zone of like, well, my kid and what I'm doing matters the most. They have the kid. They, that's that, It's silly that she's harping on it. And you got a gift. You will look gracious if you send the gift ahead of time. And then you like just call to be like, hey, how did it go? And come over the next day. That's it. Also, mm. for the most part, nobody without a kid like wants to go to a kid's birthday party. Like how many ecto coolers can you possibly drink? Snore. The kid's going to fall asleep at one and shit itself. That's so aggressive. The kid's going to fall asleep at one, take a dump and like have some fruit. It's a one-year-old. Well, it's just like that episode of Friends where they where she wants everyone to be at Emma's birthday and Emma's asleep and they have like auditions and other stuff going on. And they're like, Emma doesn't care if we're here. But it's not, it's not even about the kid. It's about the friend. And that's selfish. And people have to realize like having a kid, it, like having a kid is the best and it's such a gift, but- one of the upsides to not having kids is you're not obligated to do kid stuff. Like there has to be a silver lining for both. It can't just be like, oh, you're a woman that's childless. Not only do you not get a kid, but now you have to do all this shit with kids. Like people are allowed to have their own lives. That's it. That's it. To put it in perspective in terms of what kids remember, my, I've had my dog for three years and she still forgets who Noah is every time he walks in the room. I'll hold her up right now. Are you going to be mad if I don't come to your baby's birthday party? No, your first birthday. You're not invited. <laughs> Definitely not invited. Look at this. <laughs> All right. Kick it. Hey, AIA crew. Love the pod. Longtime listener. First time question asker. My husband, male, 30, and I, female, 31, have been together for seven years, married for three. For the last year or so, I've been going to therapy regularly to deal with my anxiety, confidence, and communication struggles as I don't often verbalize my needs or ask for help. This journey has opened my eyes to some of the issues that my husband has, notably Peter Pan syndrome, along with unresolved trauma from childhood without much nurturing, a man-child who hasn't grown up, doesn't deal with his emotions, doesn't take initiative aside from his career, and frankly, isn't being a very good partner. I'm feeling unloved and not a priority. I've suggested couples therapy, but he's not interested. He just doesn't seem to think there's anything wrong with his actions or lack of. I'm sorry, why are you married to this person? This person sounds awful. Okay. (laughs) I've become the parent and he's the child. Up until now, there have been no consequences for his actions. I've tried discussing feelings, but I'm always met with defensive comments about how I don't value him and what he does. I don't think ultimatums work, but I don't know what else to do. Do I tell him he needs to shape up or I'm gone? I also really want children, but at this point, I can't bring a child into this already weird parent-child dynamic. Help! Saw you in Niagara in June and can't wait to see you again in Toronto. Somebody asked what Peter Pan syndrome is. It's basically when like a man doesn't want to grow up, like a man child, like acts like a little boy. Not like he plays Mm -hmm. with trucks, but 
you know, it's just someone says Peter Pan when you're played by a woman. Hilarious. It sounds like this is not someone you should be married to. It sounds like it's, you can't, therapy doesn't work unless the, unless the person getting the therapy wants to change. I think so many times women are like, if I can just hold out, maybe I'll change him. And then there's this whole like toxic male thing of like, if she doesn't like, or people on the internet are always like, if they don't want you at your worst, they don't deserve you at your best. It's like, no, this isn't a rehabilitation center. The guy doesn't want to change. You're exhausted. Also, you probably don't want to have sex with this guy. Like, do you want to fuck a child? Maybe. Depends on how hot that 18-year-old is. No. So, sounds like it's over. Like, you're saying all this about your spouse? I wonder how often people go to therapy and it just reveals that the person they're with is the problem. You know what I mean? And the other person is probably, oh, I wish they had never gone to therapy and like bettered themselves so that they think they can do better than me. I mean, that's it. Like you went, you're like, I want to, like, it's such a woman thing to be like, what can I do to fix this? And he's not even willing to meet you in the middle. Goodbye. And like, you'd like to give him a chance to shape up and ship out, but that's a lot of like mental undoing he has to do to like be the man you want. You deserve better. Or maybe you don't feel you do deserve better, but the fact that you're even questioning it, be done with it. You're 30. You're about to change so much. And I think so many men like think like they just want another mom because they want to fuck their moms. So it sounds like you have your answer. You just wanted to take up my time. Kick it. That's very funny. Someone, Zek Ng825 says, hook him up with that first lady that was looking for a sperm donor. I'll get him out of your life. A-I-T-A on A-I-A. <laughs> A-I-T-A for telling a lady her, quote, baby is a waste of space. Uh- I know the title sounds bad, but hear me out. I, female 19, have a baby sister 11 months, so I babysit quite often, mostly because my mom had a knee surgery after an accident quite recently, so she can't walk very well yet. The result of many years of struggling with joint problems, she's got a fancy titanium knee now. This took place a couple days ago when my sister started coughing and having a runny nose. Then overnight came a slight fever. I know now this is just a common cold, but I was worried and told my mom I would gladly take her to the doctor. I have a driver's license, but I'm very scared of driving. I got into an accident the first time driving alone, and this kind of traumatized me. I live in a big city in Europe where public transportation is great, so it's no big deal to not use a car. Half of the way to the doctors is done via tram. For the rest of the way, I have to use a bus. Usually, these buses are sufficiently big, but with limited space for strollers and wheelchairs. Nobody cares about European (laughs) transportation. And also, as an American, I saw this on Reddit. Like, as an American, you're always kind of weirded out to know that everyone on the internet isn't American. <laughs> isn't that true? Like, you just think of it as, like, being only American. <laughs> Tram. Okay. That day, the bus was unusually cramped, full of people standing as well as a woman in a wheelchair, two old ladies with walkers, and two strollers. Yeah. So I could barely fit with my baby sister in her stroller. I asked one of the women with a stroller if she could move a bit and make space. As a response, she just rolled her eyes. I asked her again, and she just told me to wait for the next bus, which takes about 15 minutes as her baby needs the space. Well, I look at the baby, and it's a doll. A very realistic-looking one, but still a doll. I got very angry at that point and told her that my baby is sick and needs to go to the doctor, and she just ignored me. So I kind of lashed out and told her that her fake baby is a waste of space that other people with real babies or wheelchairs could need. The lady got really offended, insulted me under her breath, and finally moved. Yeah. Quite a few people looked at me angrily. I know some people need these dolls, for example, to deal with grief, but I don't understand why you can't move over if someone asks you or why you need to put it in a stroller in the first place. It's not even real after all and the space on public transport is limited. She could have been taking this space from a disabled person. Stop. I don't need the rest of this. Was I in the wrong? No. Everybody listening was like, yeah, fuck you, you dumb kid. Of course that's awful. And then everyone's just like, oh, nobody saw that coming. Also, Uh -uh. Europe, I thought you had like great socialized medicine and mental health programs. You don't deal with what we deal with over here. And I know I'm going to get hate mail like, wow, I'm going through something, I baby. You got to move your piece of plastic out of the way. It doesn't need to breathe. Also, she buried the lead. She, in the question, she just wanted to get like upvoted on Reddit. I mean, yes, but I will also say, what if it was a real baby and it just looked weird? No, that's not a thing unless it had like a lot of work done. Also, there is a version where if you slight that woman who could be some sort of witch, she will trap you or your baby's soul in her baby doll. 
I just want to remind everyone the plot of Thinner. I know you're not allowed to say gypsy anymore, but he hit that old gypsy and then the guy touched his family. He's getting a blowjob from his wife. It's a classic movie. And then the guy got really thin and then he had to eat a pie. Anyway, they'll do that to you. They'll curse you and trap you in something. Mm. Ever seen Annabelle? Yeah, did you see Orphan? An Orphan First Kill? Yeah, that girl was really good. All right, so that's... I want, you know what I want to know? Is there anyone on Reddit that was mm. like, you are the asshole. Dolls are lives too. Well, there's a whole subreddit called like Reborn Doll Cringe and it's people yes. posting the dolls and the dolls are like, mom, mama. They like put little captions like, I've, I want to go potty. And it's like a picture of a doll like covered in turds. And you're like, what happened here? Uh, you've talked about this before of like people who post pictures of dolls and write those captions. Look. I don't know. I, I just kind of draw the line at your piece of plastic taking precedent over my actual baby that needs to go to the doctor. Sick baby. Even if she had a real baby, she should have scooched a little bit. She should have understood. Like, I mean, I don't know how cramped it was, over. but that baby can go in your bag because it's not real. Check it. Check it. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay, I'm asking another AITA because this one's a serious one. AITA for saying no to picking up my son's half-sister from school. I am a single mom of two boys, age 11 and 10. Their father and I divorced five years ago after I learned he was cheating on me. He got her pregnant either right before he told me, and that was why he confessed, or right after. But our divorce was not an easy one. He wanted to say friends, and I could not look at him after what he did. He and I were together for over 13 years. He was also a friend before he was my boyfriend slash husband. And to have him betray me like that and treat me as he had was awful. He married his affair partner. They had a daughter within months of our separation, followed by a son after the divorce. Last year, they lost a baby, which led to the discovery that his wife had cancer. What followed was a lot of fighting between the two of us again. He wanted me to help him and his wife out. He said their children, who are currently five and three, needed family beyond just him and his wife. 
His own family disowned him for our divorce. They were extremely religious and she has no family. I told him it would be over my dead body. I would help him. He argued that it was for the children and if not for his kids with her, then for our boys who could see their family heal and be one. I told him he stopped any chance of that happening when he cheated on me. What I did not expect was for him to tell his daughter's school to call me when she got sick. He was at work at the time and couldn't leave apparently because he had already missed a lot of work due to his wife and she was home recovering from chemo. I got the call, was asked if I would pick her up and I said no. Several hours later, I got reamed on the phone by him for leaving his sick child at school when I knew they had nobody. This is when he told me how he couldn't leave and how his wife was resting. I told him the babysitter for his son should have been called over me. He told me he was in daycare and I should be fucking ashamed because she was a sick child who was going through a lot and I could have helped. He told me he hoped our sons were going to be ashamed of me. They aren't. And I argued back to them over the phone at the time, but I guess part of me does feel bad for the child. My sons also sensed an atmosphere while they were with their dad after the incident when they talked about me and I hate that for them. A-I-T-A. That's so tough. That's so tough because- How dare he yes. ask you? How dare he? This guy obviously is a total narcissist and fully delusional. Don't they have her family and don't they have other friends? She doesn't have any family. His family disowned them. They had, they, but you, so you pay a babysitter. Like it's insane to ask the woman you cheated on to take care of your kids. Although important to note, when Charlie Sheen and Brooke Mueller were both in jail slash rehab slash whatever, Denise Richards took in their twin children because she was like, well, I have kids with him and I don't yeah. want them to see their siblings suffer. But that is I not actually expected of you. I can't even begin to put myself in that situation. I think no. what the audacity of marking you down as the contact without discussing it with you. And I understand like, you don't know what your what the twin boys are thinking or the, your little boys are thinking, and that's a lot for them to take in. And it sucks because you're being made to be the bad guy and you've done nothing wrong. I actually can't. I can't even begin. I'd have to imagine a world where Noah cheats on me. There's part of it, like as a mother, where you're like, okay, this poor little girl has no one. Her mom is sick, but like the mom yeah. should be. Even if the mom called to be like, I know you hate me, but to do it blindsided, that means he expects it from you, and this is. Yes. Yeah. I think that's the issue is that he just expected it from you. Like you're like one of his wives. Oh. It's very gross. It could have, look, if they had both come to her and been like, we don't have anyone else. Our kids yeah, go to yeah, yeah. school or something. Is there any way you could pick her up? Because the kids- like Maybe the, that would be a different conversation. The kids are related, but I will say this. Where is the religion where, because this feels very like, like the right wing version of LDS. Like, Where's the religion where the wife has multiple partners and dudes are just fighting over her? Like, where's the wife that cheated and had all these kids? She's like, can you just do me this favor? Where's the one where the woman is the center of the universe and like all these dudes are just like, I just want to be around her. That's what I want to start. After, if Noah dies. But I'm not going to have sex. If he dies, then you got to find two. I, I just love him so much. So if something horrible would happen and I'd be like, you know what? You can all worship at my feet. Why is that not a religion anywhere? I'm sure it is in like some remote village somewhere. How come? Yeah, I, I, yeah, we've structured it because there are yeah there are matriarchal societies. No, not like but, that though across culture, but not in that regard. No, no, it is. I get probably women are like I don't want multiple husbands. There's that, and like I don't want to have like multiple kids because it takes a year out of my life every time. But like I want to see that relationship where it's a girl and she's got three dudes. And the dudes aren't having no. sex with each other. And they're just like, we just love being with Tara. <laughs> we just love her. I feel, I always felt Blanche was so special that men would leave their wives for her. A dog, a red dog. Mm. <laughs> I think- A red panda of a dog. This question comes down to the other one is like, your decision to have kids is yours and you should not expect anyone else to compromise their life. Oh, Carol Free Healy is in the chat. She says, I was faced with my son's sister and decided for my son who loves his sister to be the bigger person. Yeah. Well, Carol, oh. who is, I guess, basically my grandmother. She is my husband's stepmom's mother. So- And our biggest comment supporter, the nicest commenter on the internet. Carol's the best. Carol, yeah. Yeah. You decided to be the bigger person. I hear that. Because, you know, you have to remember like the kid didn't do anything wrong. 
Shout out. It's admirable if you can be the bigger person. But also. But I understand not being the bigger person. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I love to be petty. I love to hold a grudge against someone and they have no idea I'm holding the grudge. I mean, to say something really horrible from myself, I would be so mad that that woman had cancer because then that makes me look bad. If they were like healthy, I could just hate them. You know what I mean? But they're going through all this stuff. So then you kind of have to be nice to them. Like you feel bad. And that would make me really angry. I just, yeah, that's, uh, I'm a little, I'm, I'm petty. I realized that this morning. <laughs> We're having some people over and a friend was like, can I bring these two people? And I was like, no, they haven't called me in two years. Meanwhile, they're probably oh. like, oh, I wonder how Eliza's doing. I'm like, no, we had you for dinner and you never called me. And you didn't even call. I called when, you, you about never, what? never even texted when I had a baby. So we are not friends. Oh. Yeah. Where's my gift? Where's my cookie bouquet? Janet and Stan, kick it. A cookie bouquet. Okay, we're going to do one more just because it's so weird, okay? And I think it's fake. No, but I, I don't like doing at, anyway. the, uh, the asshole because these people don't even hear the advice. I know, but the people talking to us aren't the people that listen to the show anyway. The people on this Instagram are like They're stragglers. going nuts. People, are, okay, fine, go ahead. They're going nuts, fine. I know. So let me get, okay, one more. It better be as good as that doll one. AITA for not wanting my parents to adopt my ex-fiance. Oh my God. <laughs> my female 24, ex-fiance, male 24, and I were together for seven years. He proposed last fall and we mutually decided to break up in May. He has always gotten along incredibly well with my parents, especially my father. They treated him like he was one of their children and they have always told, always told him he's part of the family. For example, he started coming on family vacations with us when we were 17. It was a very tough decision to end our relationship, but we both agreed it was for the best. He moved out while I finished up our lease term. His plans fell through last minute. He moved in with my parents for a little while before finding a new place. Obviously, I felt a little weird about him moving into my childhood bedroom and being at my parents' house a fair amount. It led to lots of awkward interactions, but we got past it. He moved out at the start of August, and I thought that was that. Last night, my parents invited me over for dinner. They sat me down and explained that since the wedding was off, and my ex-fiance wasn't going to be a part of the family by marriage. They wanted to adopt him. But he's 28. They asked. He doesn't. 24. He doesn't need anything. They asked him last week and he agreed as long as I'm okay with it. I'm definitely not. I told them that I'm not really comfortable with that. And they started telling me that I'm keeping them away from their son, WTF. And I need to tell them that I'm okay with it so that we can all be a real family. Hold on. I'm worried oh I'm being an asshole because they've cared so much for my ex over the years. I'm also worried I'm being selfish by worrying about how to explain this to future partners. Yes. 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 Uh, no. Hold on. Emily, you owe everyone an apology because everyone in the For comments, because you called them stragglers and- I meant it like- No. Okay. How about- Your Instagram audience is different than a podcast listening audience. I love your Instagram audience. No. I was involved in Don't Panic Pantry, but they, you you, it's, not, it's not a perfect crossed Venn diagram of podcast- listeners and Instagram followers. I'm not so this even is like an ad for the podcast. Like come over to the podcast. I'm not even exaggerating when I say that you're, you are what's wrong with the internet and you need to be canceled and you need to. For saying <laughs> People. I didn't say riffraff. You, I mean, I think you are maybe you're toxic. There you go. I love all these people. No. They're the only people who care about my cat photos. No one in my family likes them. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of families, uh, the second she's when you started reading my that was my first thought of like your next boyfriend. You're like, so my brother is my ex fiance and he lives in my ex room. This kid is not a kid. He's 24. What does adopting even mean? Like he legally is allowed to come to Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever. I, does he not have parents? I don't know what that is. Are they not like, hey, he may not. please don't be adopted by another family. We're your parents. You guys have had sex. This is super weird. Uh, it sounds like your parents always wanted a boy and you're really falling short. No, it's weird. He can come over for yeah. dinner once in a while, but there's no reason to legally. And then when they die, you have to split that money and that land with this kid. No, no. You're, oh, something's going yeah. on. Something's going on. He's poisoning them. Something's going on. Adult adoption is like having a fake baby. There's something weird here. It's very, very strange, and I don't, I don't like it. And I'm, it's like I would say, oh, is it fake? But it's like so weird that it's like I don't. It's not like salacious enough to be fake. It's just weird. It's just, I mean, it's also like you guys want to stay best friends, great. But like he already has had access to your heart, your vagina, and your family's mind. He doesn't need his own key, and and a, it's enough. 
It's enough. Well, and they were, the fact that they were, they were together for like seven years at such formative years when they were like teens up through 24 and they were able to split up amicably. They both sound very mature. Great. So I don't know where this parent craziness See is See you at from. Shabbat dinner. Something's going on. He is going to, it does feel like he's going to poison them against you. Something's weird. So he can come to yeah, dinner. Yeah, is he over there when you're not there? Like, I'm starting a business. It's weird. It's, I'm investing in stocks. And, I need access. Yes, and I bet he's going to make it weird if you try to date someone. Something's getting weird. And and you know what? I want to hear him say it. I want you to sit down in your parents' living room and be like, Carl, do you as a grown man want to be adopted by these two lunatics? <laughs> and have him be like, yes, mumsy dadsy needs it. Baby needs mumsy dadsy. The fact that they... They asked her and she's like, no. And they're like, please, we want him in our family. Then he can come so over insulted. for dessert, but not for the main course. Okay, can we get out of Reddit? <laughs> yes. It makes me so uncomfortable. Away from Reddit. Thank you. Back into, back into the listeners who, look, everybody in the comments, I'm sorry, you are, every single one of you is a podcast listener as well. And I didn't know that. And I should have expected that you were. Every single one of you is a podcast listener. That explains why there's only 200 people in this chat. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All of them are subscribed. Okay, this question is from Wombat King. Wombat underscore King. Not here. Hi, Eliza and Emily. Okay. Been listening to the pod since it started up and we'll be seeing Eliza in Vancouver. Yes. I feel like I finally have a pod-worthy question, so here goes. Okay. My grandmother, 72, single, twice divorced, has recently met a man on an online card-playing game. They've been talking for six months, and she's now in love with him. Uh-oh, uh-oh. And in their exchanges, they'll say, I love you, I miss you, baby, etc." Mm. Despite her having no clue what he looks like, yeah. if he's actually married, or if he even is who he claims to be, he won't FaceTime, send pictures, or talk on the phone. She has given him her phone number, but he hasn't given his. Mm-hmm. He's an alleged business owner nope. in Connecticut, nope. is a couple years younger, nope. and works six days a week. Nope. My mother is distraught because she had planned on taking vacation time off to go on a trip with my grandmother, her mother. But now grandma is suggesting they go to Connecticut to meet this man instead. He won't be there. For some background info, uh-uh. my grandma is absolutely the type of person to be suckered into sending money or, God forbid, fly out without telling any of our family she <gasps> lives alone in a small town nearby. From her contact, she's definitely not your typical sweet old lady, and she's done her fair share of erratic, manic, Problematic oh my God, things. I thought you said erotic, <laughs> of erotic massage play. By the way, somebody in the chat named Chris just said, it's me. <laughs> like, What can I even do to intervene here? Okay. Her and I get along well. However, she shuts out anyone who isn't, quote, happy for her. Whenever one of us tries to reason with her, explaining how ridiculous the situation is or how nervous the whole thing makes us, despite the copious amounts of red flags, she's adamant stop. that he is who he says he is. Stop. Stop, stop. Uh, I'm chronologically on Reddit as much as I suspect Emily to be, and I love the new segment AITA on AIA. Listen to me. Load up Grandma's yeah. Roku with a movie called Good on Paper, loaded up with Dirty John, <laughs> loaded up with Tinder Swindler, and show Grandma mm. that this is an epidemic in our country, and if she'd prefer to read these stories, they're also available, or the podcast, uh, Dirty John, and tell her that this is a thing in our zeitgeist, in our culture, that people do. And then say, like, what if he's hideous, Grandma? Prove to me that he's not. But show her my movie. And when I say my movie, show it to her. I mean, play it on repeat until, so I can get all the streams. But that's what you have to do. You have to show her and be like, we are happy for you. And I'd love to meet him. I'd love to talk to him over the phone. She just sounds sad. What do you think? What? about one of them going with her to Connecticut Dude, to quote-unquote meet this guy. No, because he won't no, be there. He'll just have an excuse. He won't be there. Right. There is but no guy. I was guy. hoping it would prove, right, I was hoping it would prove that he wasn't there, but I'm sure he would just have an excuse about how he got called away for business or something. Yeah, but then you schlepped across country lines, like they're from Vancouver, and you went across North America. Like, that's a long way to go. And be like, I support this. Let's see him on FaceTime. Like, don't you find, like, try to use logic be like, maybe be act like you're into it. Be like, great, can't wait to meet him. Let's call him. Let's FaceTime him and try to show her, show her that this is a thing that happens and be like, I want to protect you because I want this guy to be real. So don't you think we should just see his face? Unless grandma see if you can- is a real uggo. And she's like, I'll take it where I can get it. Look up, get any info she has on him so you can look him up and see if you can find anything. But 
it's tough because the people in the comments saying, why can't grandma just have this? I get it. You want grandma to have something. It's like nice it's, for her. But, but she the, doesn't. The problem is this ends in this ends in theft and this ends in elder abuse. And that's just the fact. And make sure grandma has not sent him any money. And in fact, don't even make sure. Be like, if have you sent him money? Because she'll be like, why are you asking that? And be like, because these things go in these stages. And if she does go, she cannot go alone. But don't, don't no. let her go. Say, if you're going to go with him, please let us know and we will go with you so that she doesn't try to fly the coop on her own. She's 72. Take her phone. I guarantee you her password is 12345. Take the phone and be like, send a picture. Send a picture or I'm not coming. And then he'll send a picture of like Giovanni Ribisi. I don't know where that name came from. And then Google, reverse Google him in shorts and be like, see, grandma, he was in this movie. Like, grandma, this is- Well, then she'll be like, oh, he's a model. This is Vin Diesel. Show her. You got to show She's grandma. not going to believe it. Well, then maybe she deserves it. I mean, that's, it's so, the, the elderly are our most vulnerable. And you're doing your best. But if you're being obstinate, it's one thing to be vulnerable. It's another thing to be a dick about it. Like, kick rocks. I'm loading up my butterscotch. And I'm, I'm saying my mom's 72 and she doesn't eat butterscotch. That wasn't right. Anywho, get, I know, steal the it, phone. Has, it, steal the phone <laughs> and text him and be like, I'm really horny right now. Send me a picture. Go over for tea with grandma. Wait, give her some chamomile. Wait till she falls asleep and then look at her phone. Just be like, I need your password. I have to install something. Like just get in that phone and talk to him. Get his number. Start a relationship with him from your own phone, pretending to be someone else. And then show her he was cheating on her with you. And then ask if she wants to legally adopt him. I wonder what online card game this is. Go join it and get in there. Yeah, find him. You seduce him. Who cares what online card game is? It's like the dumbest thing to wonder. Sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go meet this man and this grandma. Yeah, he's not, he's not real. This man is like a 15-year-old weirdo. No, he's probably like 50. <laughs> and he doesn't live in America. And he makes a few hundred bucks from old people. Your grandma's talking to a bot. That's what it is. Yeah. Really good friend, now 34 female, of 10 years, got engaged right before the pandemic and asked me to be a bridesmaid. I didn't know the groom, now 40 male, very well yet because they had only been together for 10 months when they got engaged. They hadn't even lived or traveled together yet at that point. Because of COVID, they postponed looking for a venue or setting a date, but they moved in together. She has confided in me ever since that she's in therapy to decide if she should marry him, that he makes no effort to rectify issues in their relationship that deeply affect her. He has made zero effort more than three years to get to know me or my partner, despite us inviting him and reaching out to connect. And she tells me that he doesn't have any friends of his own because no one likes him. All of his coworkers hate him, and she acknowledges that he is rude and an asshole to everyone. He never shows up when we make the effort. All interactions with him are acting like a total tool. It sounds like they're going to start looking for a venue again soon, which means I'm still technically in the bridal party. I've told her in the past that he's been terrible to us, and she agrees, but nothing changes. Do I bring it up before they get married or do yeah. I suck it up and still be yep. a bridesmaid and support her for the sake of our friendship, even though I can't stand this guy? They don't want kids, so she's not worried about fertility or rushing to get married and start a family. Can't wait for your next special. Saw you in Santa Barbara back in April. Again, why as women do we feel this weird responsibility? Like, like I'm going to tolerate her bad choices and then just feel really bad. A couple of things. First of all, he is probably an asshole to her or he's an asshole to everyone, but she like tolerates having sex with him. So he's like mediocre. You have to tell her how you feel. It's your responsibility as a friend. And you're already in therapy. Like there's no reason. Girls get this thing where they feel like, well, I found this one and he'll he'll go down on me sometimes. And sometimes he'll get me juice. So I guess I'll stay with him. Rav Gundy says, RVN Gundy says, that's what friends are for. Yes. And it might be impactful if you and your husband are like, we love you. And from a man's perspective, he can be like, here's why I don't like this guy. Here are the red flags. By the way, you don't want kids like great, but what if you do? And then you're stuck with this guy. Tell her she's got the clearest path to leave. You don't have a venue. Nobody likes him. The fact that he has no friends also makes me think that he's a liar. Sorry, I have like PTSD from this, but like to have no friends that you've met is very weird. Tell her exactly how you feel. And if she doesn't believe you, then she can enjoy being his only companion forever and you won't be friends with her. Yeah, tell her 
he sucks, but you're there for her. And then it's like, you've done your due diligence. You haven't like hidden it. You haven't been like, no, he's great, but you're there for her. And she doesn't need to be worried about like coming to you. Like she can tell you if he's a jerk, you're not going to go, oh, I told you so. Ooh, Amanda Charlotte Miller says, has she seen his house? Could be lying. Anyways, it's <laughs> okay to be like, dude, you deserve better. This guy is awful. And I really think, I hate to say this, you don't want to like gang up on her, but have your husband and maybe some other friends be like, we just want you to know. That's it. From a man's perspective, like here's some red flags. Here's what I would never do. Here's why, like in nature, when animals don't run in a pack, like a lone wolf isn't a good thing. <laughs> It's he's he's not genetically supposed to be here. People are rejecting him. I said, I said it. Don't okay. help him. Yeah, no friends is a major red flag. You know who else doesn't have any friends? Vladimir Putin. <laughs> Donald Trump. They're not friends, they're coworkers. They are coworkers. They're peers. Colleagues. Yeah. Oof. You will lose what's what's the worst that could happen? Is you're like this guy's a tool you deserve better. And she's like, but I love him. Fuck you. And you're like, great. Now I never have to see this guy again. Right. Yeah. I mean, you have What's an obligation to your friend. What's the worst that could happen? You tell your friend the truth and you realize it. I think we women always have to think about that. Like, what's the worst that could happen? You're heard. Like the girl that's going on the vacation with the annoying girl. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Annoying girl doesn't come and her feelings are hurt. And now you're like not friends or she gets better. Like, we're so nervous about confrontation. You can do it in a loving way and be like, I'm only saying this because I love you. Truly, yeah. we all love you. And she doesn't yeah. want to be alone and I get that. But like, I don't know why people would rather have a lifetime of hurt. Think of all the like hot dudes you could be DMing that live in Connecticut. Was it Whoopi Goldberg who said something like, I don't want someone living in my house. I re- It was well, something that- like that where I was like, I get that. Like, I don't want someone else living in my house. <laughs> No, that's weird. I mean, it is normal to want to be with someone. It is also normal to not want to be with someone who's a bigger headache than living alone. So, uh, Abigail says, is this the Wednesday pod or an addition? This will be a Wednesday pod. We're trying yeah. doing it live. Okay. We're, we're, t- we're testing something. Look, <laughs> it's not bonus we'll take content. One more. Although, it's well, not we, bonus. We cut what? things when it goes out. So there's extra and you get to see the faces. Okay, next question. Hi, Liz and Emily. I would love to get your advice on supporting family members struggling with infertility. My brother and his wife have been trying to have a baby for five years. My sister-in-law has had a lot of reproductive issues and surgeries. Their only option for a biological child at this point is IVF. Given the cost physically and financially, my sister-in-law is only interested in doing two rounds. My brother has always wanted to be a dad and he would be an amazing one. He's having a really hard time accepting that might not happen. He adores his wife and dog and generally has happy life. But without this, I can tell he's struggling. It's made it a little worse that our father remarried and had another baby pretty easily. So now he's watching our father have all the experiences my brother is wishing for. Is there Aww. anything I can do to support them during this? There's this pressure that they only have two shots and then they are done. I hate seeing my brother so stressed. No. That's, it's unfortunately, there's nothing you can do other than support them during it. But well, what do you think that you should be doing? You know? I think she wants to be there for the brother. I mean, it's not helping that your, like, 60-year-old dad has a brand new baby. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> weird. Um, But that has nothing to do with it. People all around them are going to be having babies. It's going to be hard watching their friends have babies. So you, you know, like, maybe the—I'm just making this up. Having—I didn't go through IVF, so I don't really know about the toll it takes. But maybe— Somebody says, be a surrogate. Nope, that is not on the table unless it is. Uh, maybe the day she gets the IVF, like you bring food over. You know, all you can do is be supportive, but there's nothing, you can't be in the bedroom and you're being kind and that's it. There's nothing, it's a very female thing to be like, I wish there was more I could do. Like, there's nothing more you can do other than be kind and patient and let them involve you where they need to. But it is between them. And he has to change his attitude as much as like, obviously it's hard. I've never had to go through it. I'm not going to have to go through it. But he's thinking of this as we only have two chances. Oh my God. And it's not going to work. And then we can't afford another. Like you have to think about like, these are, this, this is your, your shot. Like you get a chance and you get a second chance and that's your shot. And you can figure out if you need to get more money after that. But these need to be opportunities. And and also like the stress isn't going to help, but like it's not on you to like lay out opportunities. Like they can do the research if they want to adopt or foster or have a surrogate. Like 
it's Mm -hmm. as the sister, it's like a little inappropriate to say any of that. She knows. She knows what her options are. Yeah. So that's it. That's all you can do. Be the best friend you can be. Food, flowers, sensual massage that you could administer to both of them. But it's not on you to do more than you're already doing. You know? I get it though. You want to help. And and don't make any, not that you would, but like be mindful of comments. I remember when we were trying to have Sierra, I had a friend who had a baby. She's like, hurry up and get pregnant. And I hated hearing that. You're like, okay, I'll fuck quicker. Yeah, right. Like, oh, I was just waiting for your say so. Yeah. So just sounds like you're doing all the right things. It's so personal. Some people want to talk about it, some people don't. Um, so so that's it. Oh, my my mom says, by saying you can't afford more than two is already throwing in the towel that two won't work. That's not true. Wait and see. Yeah. yeah. You just stay positive for them. Mm-hmm. There's no downside of being positive because no one's going to be like, you said this would work. You were being positive and I really believed you. Where's your crystal ball? Yeah. That's it. You sounds like a nice person. Yeah. Yeah. You're there more. for your brother. But also it's like, I guess don't talk about your dad because that would be a real sore spot for me if dad's raising a baby. <laughs> Actually, show, go over there at like 1 a.m. when that kid's screaming and be like, well, at least you get some night's sleep. No, don't do that. Don't say that. Also, you should show them good on paper and the Eliza Schlesinger sketch show. You haven't plugged your book yet, have you? Get you 100 copies of Ask of uh, All Things Aside available for pre-order. Masterful. Time for Top of the Cob. Jimmy Kim! Ow. Hit me. Oh. It's the Top of the Cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite, top of the cob. My bottom of the cob, I have to say this, one third of Pakistan is covered in water now. What? One third of it is a lake because of global warming and the floods there. And it is like not being talked about. And shockingly, only like a thousand people have died but if you Google a satellite image of Pakistan, it looks like a different country. And these people, like they're responsible for something like 1% of global emissions and they are bearing the brunt of it in a horrific way. So, you know, we can't just show up for other countries just because they look like us. And I guess I mean white, you know, we were all broke, heartbroken over Ukraine. And this is something that we are all like, directly responsible for in some way. I mean, it's major corporations, but if you can donate, if you can help, I don't even know how that begins, but check it out. And you know what? Someone just said Jackson, Mississippi. They don't have any clean drinking water. Like this is a ter- like a global threat and this is happening. And if it doesn't affect you today, it definitely will tomorrow. So this comes down to who we vote for, green initiatives. This isn't just about like, I didn't, you know, I can serve water today. It actually might be too late to stop. So. I feel so helpless and I think about this all the time, but like it was 107 degrees almost every day this week in Los Angeles. Like for the first time in my life, I was like, I can't go outside for yeah. hours on end because it's too hot. Well, and you know, now the, the I was reading about the billionaires that are basically building like bunkers and ready to go to space. And like, they're like, we destroyed it and we're out of here. And the rest of yeah. us don't have that option. Yeah. My well, original bottom of the cob was going to be that my, the beeping that your fire alarm gives off only in the middle of the night and the battery cord is so tight and it's so hard, but. Has anyone think, ever uh, had a fire alarm go off in the daytime? I don't think they have. Also, why are the wires, it's like an inch. You have to like get in there with like doll tools. <laughs> there's gotta know. be someone, there's gotta be someone reinventing this. Every industry's gotten an overhaul. Yeah. And also, you know what? If I want there to be a fire in my house, there should be. I don't need you beeping at me. Fix that I can't later. reach some of the ones here. I remember at one of the places you lived, you had one above a set of stairs that was completely yes. unreachable. And then Basically, what do you do? Living in an MC Escher house. Okay, what's your bottom of the cob? My bottom is more selfish. There's a woodpecker that will not leave me alone. And every day he comes outside the window where I work and he slams his face into the wood right outside that window. <laughs> and I'm like, well, hey, and he, at first he would get scared when I come toward him. And now he doesn't. He like, like Tian Fu will like, look at me and then do it some more. And I was like, get out of here. And now he thinks here. we're friends, but I'm just like, is, does he know something I don't? Are there termites? Now I got to 
Every every fun little Oof. thing that's fine when you're renting is now like, oh, this is my problem. Uh, we just dealt with termites, like an infestation in our room. Horrific. Definitely. You're supposed to get sprayed like once a year. And as far as that woodpecker goes, enjoy animals while we still have them. Okay. Top of the cob. My top of the cob, I wrote before I decided to do the Pakistan one. So it sounds a little tone deaf, but I will say this. And it doesn't, there's a specific smell in Texas because of the humidity, but the smell of after it's rained, like hot rain on hot cement in the summer, it doesn't have, first of all, there's no rain in LA, but like, it's not the same here as it is in Texas, but that's like a very nostalgic smell for me. Just that <laughs> summer rain smell, suburban <laughs> summer rain. What's yours? Uh, I love when I get something framed and then I get to hang it. And then it's like up, you know, you get like you, it takes so long to get something framed because you're just like, oh, I got to buy a frame adult. for it. I got to take it. And then you, you're like, what do I want it to look like? And then you'd be like, I got to hang it straight. I got to use a level. I got to put I it with another thing even. Top this of the cob. But I love when you get it up there and you're like, yeah, now it looks good. Like that, like having art on the wall is such a big piece of like adult customization rather than just thumbtacking a poster up there. You're absolutely right. And that's another industry that needs to be overhauled is the scam that is custom framing because it is expensivo. It's so expensive. Folks, it's so expensive. And it is a nightmare to do. And then you're like, Where do, and I got this white frame. I needed a black frame. Anyways, that's our live uh, Ask Eliza Anything. I hope it cuts together well. I hope it's fun to listen to and not a nightmare. And um, please remember to pre-order All Things Aside. My new book comes out this uh, October. And I really like doing this live. I think we're going to do this more. And um, and I hope your Wednesday was not filled with plastic babies on buses. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Start clean with Clorox. Because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen, remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface.